Hallelujah. I'm sure you can do it better for Jesus. Come on. Add a shout. Add a jump. Add a scream. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Wow. It's a blessing to be here tonight. Amen. Tell your neighbor, it's nice sometimes when the others have gone home. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes at home, the house is full. You have to share everything. Then some of them travel. And then when they go, the rest of us, you know, Charlie, Charlie. It's, it's a good time to have a party. Please, can you help my sound a little? I don't know whether I'm the one who can hear myself. Oh, I don't know what it is, but hallelujah. It's a pleasure to be with you here tonight. And Reverend Covey, it's nice to see you and your wife and the other pastors. We're happy to be here. Thank you for having us. And we, dear, we are amazed and excited at what we see coming up. Yeah. Oh, man. It's a blessing. It's really, really a blessing. Hallelujah. And so that's why I want you to double it to salute your father, Bishop Ike. Come on. Hallelujah. A wonderful man of God. Amen. Since I met him, my life also has never been the same. And I think my people will say the same thing. Hallelujah. Oh, do you agree with me? Oh, then I think you can clap again. He has to hear you in a cry. He has to hear you in a cry. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. And I bring you greetings from my husband, Archbishop Patrick. Amen. He has, he has actually been away for some time. He just landed today. I just landed this evening. So if my preaching is short, it's not my fault. It's, I mean, I have things to see to in my house. <laughs> Hallelujah. But he's a special man. Some other men will not have allowed me to be here tonight. He's a real... Oh, it's, it's fair. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, and so that's why you have to clap so that where he is, he will hear you. That, oh, at least some people are greeting him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen and amen. And you know, we are, I'm here tonight with you, with my team, my people. And the reason why we even met your father is because of another man. Yeah, it's because of another man. Hallelujah. You may think I am biased, but I am so sure that Bishop Doug is a special man. Yeah. And I also believe that he doesn't belong to just those of us in his church. Yeah, I think that he belong belongs to the body of Christ, the whole body of Christ. And so come on, you want to put your hands together and add a shout and send him a message. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. It's a blessing. He has been moving all over the place. Recently, I was trying to track him. Where is he? By the time I saw where he was, he was somewhere else. It's not easy. But it is because the word must go out and the body must be blessed. Hallelujah. I want you to lift your hands with me tonight. And I want you to say that, Lord, as we have this meeting, this time together, 
Let me hear what I need to hear. Let me hear what I need to hear. Ask the Lord to speak to you tonight and tomorrow night. Ask him to just do something special. Ask him to touch you. Ask him to bless you. Oh, just talk to him for a few minutes. Talk to him for a few minutes. Talk to him for a few minutes. Oh, yes. Talk to him for a few. Hello, 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 hello. Talk to him for a few minutes tonight. Oh, Father, we are blessed to be here tonight. May your will be done. May your will be done. May your will be done. Speak a word to us, oh God. Speak a word to us. We are grateful, Lord. We are grateful, Lord. Thank you so much. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Ask him to help you to stay alert in these few minutes. It's not a long meeting tonight, but it's a very significant one. Oh, yes. Father, I'm grateful. Thank you so much for your goodness. You have been good to us, oh God. Thank you for loving us. Thank you so much, oh God. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Mandala mama 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 mama. Shindele be 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 be. Masa yandala baba la baba la baba. Oh, shikata yandala baba. Masa yandala baba la baba la baba la baba yandala baba. Ayandala mama yandala baba. Eyandala baba 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 baba. Masa yandala baba yandala mama la mama yandala baba. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus, we step aside for a while. We've come aside for a while to hear from you. Makaya baba 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 Oh shindelebere andalaba. Rimataya andalaba baba baba baba. Ah Jesus, have mercy on us. Have mercy, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Father, we are so grateful for tonight. Touch us and bless us. Let your word come forth tonight. And may we be blessed because we came. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Take your seat. Amen. It's good to be here tonight. Wow. Wow. It's good to be here. Some of you who didn't have a beard, you have grown a beard. And some who had a beard have removed the beard. Hallelujah. Well, usually when I come around, around this time of the year, I just come to back up the theme that you have for the year already. Amen. So we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects. I hope you won't mind when I sit down now and again. It shouldn't, tell neighbor, it shouldn't worry you. It shouldn't worry you. It shouldn't worry you. If I was a visitor, I wouldn't do that. But I assume that I'm at home, so. <laughs> I'm allowed. Thank you very much. We're going to be talking about fruitfulness. Yeah, fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. It's, it's one of the best topics that you can ever have because it is what the Lord requires of us. 
Hallelujah. Are you with me? And sometimes we overlook it, but I thank God for the reminder that he has brought for you. It's your second year, isn't it? Having this as a theme. Yeah, we are also in it. And I think that is because time is almost up. The approach of Jesus is so close. Oh, you can't see it. Hey, you are very quiet. Oh. It's everywhere. Oh. It's everywhere if you know your Bible. Yeah. Matthew 24. If you look at the signs, it is there. It's come, you can't miss it. Wars and rumors of wars. Earthquakes. Hey. Epidemics and pandemics. Hey. Thank you. Look at it. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. Hey. It's very scary. Are you there? One of the most dire signs is also the attack on Israel. Yeah. The kind of attack and so many things. Are you there? Some of you don't know what I'm talking about because you, they're only sports news that you listen to. And some of the ladies, only series that you have been watching. So what I'm saying, Brian, you don't even know. It's like, it's like, yeah, what are they saying? Ask your neighbor, is it you they are talking about? Tell your neighbor that, look, school is not just what you learn in the classroom. Better be educated. Educate yourself and know, hey. Some of us, when we saw the sign, we said, goodness, this particular sign. This particular one. This particular sign. Hey. So Jesus may come tomorrow. So ask your neighbor, if Jesus were coming tomorrow, let's do some stock taking. What's your fruit looking like? Mm. What's your fruit looking like? La? Hey. Have you seen that most of us are hoping that he won't come tomorrow? Is it true or it's not true? And the reason why we are hoping he will not come tomorrow is not because we don't love him. But because our fruit is not enough. Hey! Hey! Some people in your storeroom, it was the size of the stage. But the fruit you have as at now, I'm saluting Rev. The fruit you have as at now, I think we can pile all in one corner. Meanwhile, the Lord is expecting that the whole place will be full of your fruits. Jesus said in John chapter 15, he said, by this is our father glorified. I think around verse 7 or so. By this is our father glorified that we bear much fruit. So shall we be his disciples. I want you to ask your neighbor, are you a disciple? Tell your neighbor, it's not just by saying I'm a disciple. We are being given the criteria. So that one, all of us can say something. Oh, how some people you are a man, you say you are a woman, some you are a woman, you say you are a man. We can all say anything. I shouldn't bring that one inside. Eh? Ah, may when I've been hearing them, I say, Okay, then some of us we're also 22 years old. Nobody can cough. Nobody can cough. Ah, if a girl can be a boy, a boy can be a girl. Some of you, please decide that you are from Alaska. You are an Alaskan. Why? If you're right. Uh, you feel Alaskan. Your inside is an Alaskan. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, <laughs> but when it comes to fruit, <laughs> we must bear much, much fruit. 
It's not just by feeling I'm fruitful. Mm. So please count again your fruits. You know how? This past year, for instance, or this year, I think I was here last year, October. Okay, so October to October. Charlie, how's your fruit store looking? Is it a healthy one or it could use some help? Some of you, the way you're looking at me with your face straight, so I'm not sure how to read the straight face. Just say, I shouldn't have come, or you shouldn't have come, or I shouldn't have spoke, brought up the topic, and I say, I, I don't know what exactly the problem is. Hey! <laughs> I have to say it. As I'm saying, don't worry, as I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching to me too. Hey! I'm also wondering. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we, <laughs> I'm helping myself first, though. <laughs> anyway, but tonight and tomorrow, I'm going to be talking about fruitfulness from a certain angle. And the best thing I can do is to, is to give you an example in the natural, because Jesus always did that, so that you can relate. If a man is standing on his own, he's not going to bear fruit. That's why Jesus said that it was not okay. God said it was not okay for the man to be alone. Now, if he has another lady by him, who's not his wife, it makes no difference. That would be one fruitless man and another fruitless woman. We agree. It is only when there is an intimate relationship between the two. Hopefully, they are married. Hey, shall they nowadays in the church? It's not simple. We have to say something because at times you see man and wife. Now, Charlie, it's not even. Uh, well, they went to the Battle of Snap. Recently, I was saying that somebody, your whole wet Battle of Snap. One. Hey, so that's my husband. You are not married. Not at all. Don't make that mistake. Ah, they have only knocked at the door. I'm interested. That's not our way. Anyway, don't let me deviate. I didn't come here. I didn't come here to talk about, about marriage. But I'm just, I'm just giving you something you can relate to. And I'm saying that if the man is standing alone, and the woman is standing alone, or they are even talking, nothing. It's only when there is an intimate relationship that suddenly there is fruitfulness. We are talking now about physical fruitfulness. Now we suddenly see that there's a man, there's a woman, there's a child, there's two children, and please don't have eight children at this time. It can be a little difficult. <laughs> but that is when, you know, children come forth. So maybe it is therefore not so surprising that the Lord chose to work through families. Bear with me, I'm going somewhere. He chose to work through families. First, let's start in the Old Testament. Throughout the Old Testament, did we not see that it was families he was working with? He even said that he's chosen Abraham because Abraham will follow him with his whole household. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, who was Isaac? Abraham's son. Who was Jacob? Who were the patriarchs? The sons of Jacob. Hello? In other words, it ran through family lines. 
it was only on rare occasions that he would go and bring a random element like Rahab into the line. And that's why we see it done only once or twice in the Bible. Ruth came from somewhere. Rahab came from somewhere. But apart from that, there were inter- it, was, it was the families and people from the families. So, so why do we think it's different in the New Testament? When everything in the Old Testament seems to be related in a spiritual way to the, to the New Testament. So you see that in the Old Testament we talk about war. True or lie? It's physical war. They are armed. Spears. In the New Testament, what is it? Spiritual warfare. Ah, why are you looking confused already? Ah, you are here. Sorry. Sorry, you are following. Okay. Okay. You are paying attention. Thank you. Are you there? Just to show you the physical of the thing and the spiritual of the thing. In the Old Testament, it was a temple, wasn't it? With an ark in the middle of it, and that was God. What is it today? It's our body. That's the temple with the Lord inside. You agree? Why would it be different from the, for the family? So, in the Old Testament, it was the physical family. In the New Testament, it's the spiritual family. Hey, the way you are quiet now, I even wonder. And, and even, even in that, you still see some intertwining of a physical family. Just look at his disciples. James and John, sons of Zebedee. Are you there? So you still see that he still had some brothers there. But generally speaking, he picked out a group of people who now became the family. And as he was leaving, it's from these people and others that he spoke to that we have the first church and the second church. And it goes on until I wonder what number, Lighthouse and Love Economy. At least we are all LL. I suppose we are somewhere in the L's. We are not... We are not too far away. <laughs> but are you getting the argument that I'm coming with? So in the same way, he is still working through families. And this time, he's working with the spiritual family. And in the same way as he picked an Abraham, and then it went to an Isaac, and then it went to a Jacob, in the same way, it's the spirit is moving from the father of a ministry or the father of a church or the father of a movement to the sons of the movement and the daughters of the movement. Amen. The, but there's a problem. The problem is that at least on our side of the world, every older man is daddy. Are you there? And every younger man is son. So you see people calling somebody their son who they actually have not had any input in. The person has just passed their doorpost. And that's their son. And you have people saying that somebody is daddy who bear no characteristics. If you meet my sons and you line them up, and you put my husband there, and you put me there, you see this face is from here. 
but the body is from here. <laughs> and this one's height is from here, but the walk is from there. You can see when somebody is a son or a daughter. Exactly. Are you there? You can see. But nowadays we have people who say, I am a son. But they are nothing resembles the person they say is a, a, a father. Yeah. The only problem about having a church upstairs is that I cannot run away fast. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm preaching and the preacher is going a certain way, then I say, Dennis, make sure that the car is turned in the direction that Charlie exits is smooth. <laughs> In case my life is in danger. <laughs> because we're very happy saying, Oh, daddy this. Daddy that. Mommy this. Papi. Old man. We got the names. We have the versions. But I came to tell you that the curse of this generation is that the anointings of the fathers and the giftings of the fathers are passing over the heads of the children. And those who are calling them mommy and daddy and this and that bear not even a single resemblance to them. And the result is a lack of fruitfulness. That's the result. That's the result. When Abraham, he had his one child, Isaac. Isaac had his two children. Jacob. Am I talking to you or to somebody? So tonight, my question to you is, which part of you resembles your father? Yeah, yeah, Charlie. I'm uncomfortable already. <laughs> it's not an easy question. But that is why tonight and tomorrow, I'm speaking to you about the beautiful job of being a son. Or the beautiful job of being a daughter if you're a girl. To teach you what it is. Because it cannot be that we are just saying I am a son and I'm a daughter. If you are a son and a daughter, show us what it is that resembles your father. The beautiful job of being a son. Can I preach? Ajay. <laughs> Some people are saying that the woman, she's old already. That's why she's sitting down. It has nothing to do with age. Don't worry me. Mind your own business. But <laughs> Hallelujah. If we are to be like, you see, this thing that I'm sharing with you is something that I've been looking at for a while. I have seen some men of God and I have looked at their children and I don't see the fruit of the Father in the children. Are you there? Mm-mm. Now, not only that, sometimes we say that I look like my father, but we have copied what is not important. <laughs> are, you, are you getting me? We have copied what is not important. And what is important? 
which is harder to see, we have not copied. I remember as a young pastor's wife, I was very shocked because I didn't know that people copy like that. And when I have time, one of my, what should I call them, pastimes, I sit down and I put on my own nail varnish. I used to do it for fun. <laughs> to me, I don't like your laugh. <laughs> and I would put it on. And since I put it on myself, I can decide that since my dress is a different color, I change it myself. And for me, I was having fun. Until the day that I came to church, at the time we're still in Tamale, and I was chatting with two young ladies in church, and they said, oh, mommy, we went to town today. We had seen your red nail varnish, and we went to look for some. And we found it, you know. Mommy, look. I went home and I wept. I said that, hey, so if Jesus had come. Hey, what have you learned from your... Hey. Hey. You have not asked me anything about what is important in life. It's the never... Yeah, you have gone to town. You have taken a car. Gone to town, gone to work, shop to shop. And I said, Lord, I must be, I, I, something must be wrong. Something must be wrong. At the time, I didn't know what I'm telling you, but I, I just marveled. And I'm just using this example to say that you can copy what is not important. Because when Jesus comes, you know, the fruitfulness is not according to the nails or the lack of thereof. So please don't go and eye somebody who's... That's their preference. It's none of our business. Amen. Amen. But there are some things. If you are going to be the son or daughter of your father, then you must begin to understand who you are and what it means and what it costs and how to be a son and a daughter because it has a direct influence on your fruitfulness. Direct. Remember, it was the sons and daughters who became fruitful. Remember that. Are you, are you with me so far? So I think that... Okay. I'll give you types of fathers tomorrow. Let me jump into my story. I think that one of the best places to learn how to be a son is to look at the writings of Paul to Timothy. Because Paul was writing to his son. And in the words and in the scriptures that he, or what we are reading as scriptures, they were not meant to be scriptures in that sense of the word. They were the words of a father writing to his son. Amen? And the things that he said to his son. And by looking at it, I believe that we will get somewhere. So let us go to 2 Timothy. We're going to use 2 Timothy today and tomorrow. And I think that we might just do a verse or two, but you can do the rest of it as the Bible study. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Let's go to verse 1. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1. Thou therefore, my son, be strong. So let's pause for a moment. Be strong. I don't think that there is a place for weakness. Amen? In the house of God. Because nothing responds to it. 
nothing responds to it. Many things can weaken us. Again, I'm not even thinking about physical. I'm thinking now about spiritual. And here is Paul speaking to Timothy. And the first thing he says to him is that, look, you have to be strong. You have to be strong. Are you in the house? You have to be strong. Tonight, I want to say, aim to be as strong as your father is. We are moving around in a day when nobody is responsible for anything and the excuse for everything is that it's affecting my mental health. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) You can't tell somebody the truth. You can't correct anything. You can't suggest anything because it it will affect mental health. And I asked myself, how we have become so weak that we're almost useless. Nothing. Oh, you have hurt my feelings. When you speak the truth, it is called hate speech. It is called you are you are you are you are, you are intolerant. You are what? You are doing what? You are toxic. Oh yes. That yeah, that that's a, a, a that's a main one. That's a main one. We have become a wishy-washy generation that cannot even stand what is true and what is real. When you say it, you are being toxic. Are you there? No wonder Paul told his son, be strong. And I came to tell you tonight that if you are going to be fruitful in any way, you need strength. You need strength. This world, the devil, dear, he has not minimized his strength at all. The strength of his deceptions. He has polished it actually. And made it even more effective. And when we come with these our fancy names of of, of fancy things. Just so that we can avoid what is true. It begins to affect us. It begins to affect us. And it has affected an entire generation. Totally. There was a time when. You see when you read the Bible. A fast is actually 6 a.m. to 6 a.m. That's actually a fast. Because that's a day. 6 a.m. to 6 a.m. I don't know when six, it became 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. In fact... Recently, I was listening to my father preaching. I said this was one of the most classic ones I heard. He was talking about a time when we're fasting and we're all suffering. And they were suffering. Everybody was feeling it. He said, there was this brother. He said, the guy will come around and he's smiling too much. (laughs) He was too strong. He was too strong. Ah. And you know when you start the fast in the morning by afternoon, you're kind of dull, kind of slow, a little something, but here you are, it has come. Ah. So after the third day, there's in the, ah, brother, are you not fasting? He said, well, you people, you are doing six to six, may I do 12 to 12? It's a just, we didn't breakfast. I didn't lunch. Then he has arrived at the prayer meeting. Ah, you say six hours. He said that they announced that the fast it was twelve hours. So he did. He chose twelve to twelve. 
it's by the time he's coming, now we do watch a be and now some and he was not feeling the fast at all. Reverend Kobe. Hey. You know, I'm just using fasting as an example. I'm not trying to say that I am a master of fasting. It's just a good example to show how we have become weak. Yeah. To show how weak we have become. Because when we read our Bible, we see three days, we see seven days, we see 21 days, we see 40 days. Please, the 40 is far. It's far. You let's stay at the three and five. Why? Three days, no crown, no year, six to six. Mm. It's very serious, though. One day I announced to my church, I said, Well, I think I have to take you through the spiritual exercises we used to do. So we're going to do five. I told them, I said, listen, I'm not leading you in the five. Somebody's going to lead you. I passed the age where I can do five just like that. I, I would need to break it. So I'm going to get somebody to do it with you. So I got somebody to do it with them. And I said, as we start on Monday, I don't know what you call it here, but we call it a sparrow fast. Sparrow because, shall I ask, you've taken off, no? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Good. So we had a conference somewhere. So myself, Reverend said, we traveled. And I was just asking how things are going. And I'll see the commentary and things. And then on Wednesday, certain comments began to fly. I saw people writing. It's Wednesday. I cannot wait for Friday. I'm breaking with <laughs> Benku and Okru. Rev. This one said, I'm going to break with. Hey, I told the pastor, the, the bishop, where I'm going, I said, Please, I gotta get home, eh? Before disaster. You have not eaten for so long. You are going to break it with what? Benku. Hey. We would have carried people to hospital. But you see, it was just a sign of how we have not done. Uh, we don't even know how to do. Thank you for that scripture. Three weeks. He wasn't doing it with church. I want you to ask your neighbor that, Charlie, when last did you do your own? Your own fast. Hey! It's very serious, though. I'm also in trouble, Sam, as I'm preaching. Hey! Hmm. <laughs> the six to six crown liberally interspersed with eh, they arrive at the prayer meeting carrying the, carrying the bottle of coke hey. are you there but you see I'm only using it because I found it an example of the weakening a good example of the weakening. Amen? There was a time when an all night was 9 to 6. Then it became 10 to 6. Then it became 10 to 5. And now it's at 10 to 4. It's now 6. 31st, they're midnight too. They just cross over. Am I talking to some people tonight? 
I just want you to see what Paul was saying. As a son, your aim is to have the strength of your father. Amen. Even if you don't make it, you won't fall far short. But the way it is going right now, we are doing our own something. But if we try to have the strength of our fathers, at least we would have been in better shape. Am I talking to someone today? Yeah. So there are many things to be strong in. Be strong in spiritual things. Be strong in the word. Be strong in our loyalty to our fathers. Amen? As a ministry, we have had our loyalties tested well, well over the past two, three years. And it's amazing to see how people can actually say, I am confused. Ah, I don't understand your confusion. I don't understand at all. Hello? person hasn't done you bad. What you know of the person doesn't look like what's being said. Where is your confusion coming from? It doesn't even make sense. And you, yours, it has started. <clears throat> it has started or hasn't started? Yeah. And you find people saying, I'm confused. What are you confused about? When you come to set your mind to think about it, and to think about people who have been disloyal elements in there, and you look at that character, and look at what they're saying, and what you know of your father doesn't make sense. Where's the confusion from? But it all comes from the weakness. And it all comes from the fact that many are weak in the word. Yeah. Many, we are weak in our Christianity, in our Christian faith. And that is why the word of an unbeliever can make you stop tithing. Maybe it wasn't happening here, but me, I saw some. The person who is writing there, he is not even a believer. And I said, it is like me trying to describe brain surgery. What nyansa will it make? How, I'll start to shout outside. How can you have an operation that is lasting so long? You know, brain surgeries are very long. Very long. Are you there? Yeah. Very long. I remember that one of my husband's um, people were interceding for her. And I thought that we were going to pray small pair. Hey. Operation, uh, they went inside like eight. About ten. About twelve. Two. When they finally came out, day one, she was not awake. Day two, she's not awake. Day three, she's not awake. Day four, she was not awake. I told you that, please, I'm tired. Ah. <laughs> Are you with me? <laughs> so, obviously, I don't know anything about it. And then I'm saying... And can you imagine somebody who is a brain, a surgery student, being confused by what I'm saying? What are my qualifications to be to, 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 about brain surgery? So how can you be confused in your tight pain when somebody who is an unbeliever, who doesn't know his Bible, has never paid his tithe? Doesn't know what it even means to take one tenth of your salary. How can he talk? He can't. Thank you very much. Somebody says he can't even count. Doesn't know what one tenth is. Hello. But you see, all of this is the lack of strength. It's from the lack of strength. Push your neighbor and say, if you want to bear fruit, you've got to be strong. You got to be strong. The weakness is too much. The weakness is too much. Hallelujah. 
And so you want to be fruitful in love economy. Be fully persuaded about what you are believed. Be fully persuaded about him who you are following. Be fully persuaded. Be fully persuaded. Me at times I ask people that. So if the person was looking for money, is it you? He will come and look for your money. Ah, how much was your offering? Tell your neighbor how much offering have you taken offering? How much offering was this? Sunday offering. Send a holy woman. How much? How much? How much? Ah. <laughs> no, when you think about it, just think about it. If we, he was looking for money, is it here he will find it? Hey, the church is very quiet. Though. I think you should go to a brochure and look for it. If he was looking for personal money, yeah, you should go. When they pay your one month salary, it's at least something. Yeah, the church is quiet again on me. So let me continue before I fall into trouble. <laughs> now he goes on to say, please, hey, hey, who is taking him to verse 2? I'm not, I'm not finished. Are you are tired already? Oh, he has strength. Is it Joshua who is there? Joshua, you need strength. He has not been well. He needs strength. <laughs> Now, he goes on to say, be strong in the grace. In the grace. You see, he says in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. But I need you to know that there is a grace upon every ministry. And upon every man of God. I will explain what I mean by the grace. It says be strong in the grace. Now, every ministry has what it is strong in. Yeah, has what it is strong in. And when you see the ministry or the man of God in his operating in his area of grace, the sign is the effortlessness. Am I making myself understood? So, I wanted to use another example before I come to our church, but... Who should I use? I would have used our ministries. But have you noticed that both our churches don't sweat to start branches? We don't sweat. Oh, you sweat? Don't sweat. We literally just say branch and it's a branch. Or you do something else. Go. In fact, sometimes, in fact, sometimes we even text you. <laughs> Send you a text. Go. <laughs> he has not gone. And he's not having it easy at all. He's being reminded every day. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> but are you understanding? Is, is that, do you understand now why I say it's a grace? Because when that grace is not there and somebody is trying to branch, you see that there's a lot of sweat. There's a lot of toil. They can prepare for a very, very, very long time. And sometimes it doesn't even come on at all. Even how to select the people and to take your juicy people. And to take the people who are really effective. And the people who are really doing something. When you move them, you know that there will be a hole there. And then you send them somewhere. One of the characteristics in our church is that every time you go down to Accra, you come. The front seat has changed. It has changed because they have sent everybody. Yes, I'm doing this. I don't know whether these ones are being sent. Please, I didn't mention anybody's name. Or they are already gone. I mean, some people, when your father says I should come, you start saying I shouldn't come. 
<laughs> Are you there? But, but it is as simple as that. It's as simple as that. My, young, my elder son, I remember that we went to see, he had come back from Madagascar after his first two years or so. He had been in the capital. They already had a branch. He had joined the pastors there to work. And then we went to see daddy. We're sitting down. We're chatting. We're asking how is the place. Then suddenly he turned to me and said, Nikki, do you know the place called Majanga? Mahajanga. Then he called. He said, oh, yes, Mahajanga. I know it. It's a place in the north. Say, yeah. That's it all. Chesa, I was being relocated like that. As you go back, no, you are leaving the capital to Mahajanga. As I'm speaking, there's a solid church with a building, with offices, with human beings. Everything. Why? Because there's a grace. That's the point I'm trying to, yeah. There's a grace. People have graces for different things. There are some ministries, they have a grace to raise money. Yeah. And you see, you may be saying, I don't want to share. Please don't do that. Too. Don't let the small money come into us divert because you have hide it. But they raise money. Recently, they were describing a certain church like that. Where the, when they bring the tithe, people bring it in Ghana must go back. Yeah. And they also have a lot of a certain kind of project that they use it for. But you see, it's a grace. If you come and try Try it and see. You scatter your church. You scatter your church. There are some people with the grace for um, TV ministries. They go, they start it, they, they, they reach people. Are you, are you in the house? I'm, try, I'm trying to let you understand what I mean by the grace. Because you're going to have to identify the graces on your house. When you identify the grace on your house, then you can be strong in it. Then you can be strong in it. Am I talking to somebody right now? Then you can be strong in it. Hallelujah. You know, I was remembering uh, 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 an example that was um, Bishop Dag was giving one time. He went to preach. This was a country where they were speaking Portuguese. And there was a witness chapel there. The pastor was Nigerian. But the pastor was, he was the interpreter. Do you understand? So it means that you have come from an English-speaking background. You have gone to the country. You've settled in the place, not the capital. Learned the language. You speak the language well enough to interpret. And he could speak the local. That's a grace. Everywhere you see the witness chapels, many are like that. It's a grace. They'll get to the place and try like fish in water. Yeah, what is me? <laughs> Am I talking to somebody tonight? Hallelujah. So you need to see it. That your, your ministry has what? It has a church planting grace. What other grace do you have? A what? Building grace. A very clear building grace. Hey, you are very quiet looking at me, oh. You see, if you tapped into it, by now you start looking for your own land to build your own house. Yeah. Because it's a grace upon the ministry. Ask your neighbor, do you have land yet? Tell your neighbor, I'm not looking for excuses. It's just a question. Just a question. Just a question. <laughs> that what? Harmless question. I meant no ill. <laughs> 
But, but I need you to look at it. Look at something. Let me ask you something. You've got land in Accra. Uh, yeah, do you know what it means to get land in Accra? Do you know what it means to get land in Accra? Hey, you are very quiet. Oh. Not many people can find land in Kaswa. Hey. Where the land is. Where it is. It's, it's not like that. Tell anybody, it's not like that. Especially for a ministry that didn't start in Accra. When you start in Accra, that's where you are. But you didn't start there. So how do you find it? Yeah, very quiet. Spintech where the buildings are back to back, back to back, wall to wall, wall to wall, wall to wall, wall to wall, wall to wall. You didn't come early, but you found landing. You have to see that it's a grace. So you have to see that it's a grace. Amen. It's a grace. If you don't see it as a grace, you'll just pass by. And just say that, oh, that's how it is. And it will, not, it will not descend upon your life. And it is one of the ways you will not resemble your father. Hey, the church is very quiet. So I, wonder if I'm, I wonder if I'm safe preaching. And I really hope I'm not online. <laughs> Hello? Understand the grace, oh. Look at it and look at it well. Yeah. When you understand it, then be strong in that grace. So it would have made you, even as a young person, you'd have started looking for your own land. And as soon as you are sent out to start a brand church, you start looking for land, knowing that a certain grace is with you. And because that grace is with you, you will find. You will find. Charlie. The church is very quiety. Hey. Mercy. Are you there? The grace for preaching is on the house. The grace for teaching is on the house. Hey. I have to come and line off for you. Think about it. I'm sure you find more than I even know. Yeah. The giving grace. Very powerful one. Very powerful one. But how come many of you only give the one that they've asked you to do? Because if the giving grace is there, it's there. It can operate even outside of the times when you are doing a corporate giving. You see? Hey. Now, there's, tonight I'm going to descend on one particular grace. Uh-huh. I'm going to descend on one particular grace. You see, the more you identify the graces and the more you allow them to apply to your life, the more you will resemble your father. Which is what we are talking about here because you are trying to be fruitful. Is your father fruitful? Ah, uh, some of you decide that I didn't get the answer. I said, Is your father fruitful? Ah, uh, here too, I didn't hear. Is your father fruitful? And you can see the fruitfulness. You see it in the building. You are here. You see the buildings. You see the people. And the buildings have people inside. Hello. Yeah. You see branches. What else do you see? All kinds of things that are coming up. Yeah, beautiful things. Hallelujah. But there is one grace I want to center on tonight. And that is the grace of hard following. Hard following. Once again, people say, oh, I'm following. I'm following. I'm following. What are you following? Can you even see the thing that there is to follow? 
And so tonight, I'm just going to be talking to you for a while about the grace of a hard follower. To show you some of the things that you need to follow in your father to get where you are supposed to be. Or you don't want to be fruitful. And the best example, when I'm looking for examples, I like the Bible because it doesn't lie. <laughs> so, let's go to the book of 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings. I want to show you areas that if you succeed in following your father like that, you will see that dimensions of his call are on you. Amen? And people will start saying that you resemble your father. You sound like your father. I thought it was your father speaking. I thought your father was here. I thought that it was his church. I thought he was still around. Wow. Let us begin with the story of a spiritual father and his son. And if we can understand how that son followed his father, then it will make sense to us. Is that okay? So let's go to 2 Kings chapter 2. I'm not sure I will finish preaching this message tonight. But, when you find more time, I can't just say more agenda. I'm going to enjoy it. When the deadline I've given myself arrives, I will stop and I'll continue tomorrow. <laughs> I should preach on you be there. <laughs> Second Kings chapter two. <laughs> That's what <laughs> it came to pass. When the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha to Gilgal. Verse 2. <laughs> no, we'll go to verse. Let's, let's stop at Gilgal first. Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. So they were in Gilgal together. Now, the thing about this story, maybe I should read. Let, let's read up to verse 12. Then we'll start to break it down. Verse 2. Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth and as my soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophet came, jump to verse 4. These sons of the prophet were just too known. And Elijah, <laughs> Elijah said to him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets, again, uh, please jump over these people. Eh? <laughs> Elijah said unto him, tarry, I pray thee here, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he said, as the Lord liveth, tell the neighbor, as the Lord liveth. <laughs> and tell the other, and as thy soul liveth, <laughs> I will not leave thee. And the two went on. Let's continue the story. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters and they were divided hither. Did you jump verse 7? Let me see verse 7. Ah, okay. <laughs> but we have to read it because, because of where they were. Verse 7. 
50 men of the prophets, blah, and the two stood by the Jordan. That's the Jordan I needed. Okay. Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters, and they were divided hither and thither, so that the two went over on dry ground. And it came to pass, when they were gone over, that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, thou hast asked the hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I'm taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. And if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass as they went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them into pieces. Hallelujah. Now, this is a very moving story of, of um, you know, a father, a spiritual father, and his son. If you are familiar with the story of Elijah, you know that Elisha came into the ministry as a servant to Elijah. That was his beginning. He was sitting down, minding his own business, a businessman. Elijah, Elijah comes to pass, throws his mantle over um, Elisha, and Elisha leaves everything. Some of you would have been saying, oh, what is that? Man of God, you have left your coat. Be <laughs> everything. Just like your church. Ah. Tell your neighbor, you are too insensitive. Your nose is too flat. Ah. You don't understand anything. Ah. Now, let me just tell you that from this part on, from this point on, if you are not a spiritual person, you will not keep pace with my message. You need to, I cannot, you need to understand something. And I want to direct you, in this journey, you see somebody who has worked with his spiritual father and who is now looking for that anointing. Not only is he looking for it, he's looking for a double portion. And you see the way that God led him. Now, each of those places where he went to was significant. Amen? Each place. That's why I made him read that place where it said Jordan. Because each place was significant. Because each one signified something. And signified some kind of struggle or some kind of something that you got to go through. Amen. So can we go through it? And we take, we check. Now let's, let's go to the first one. They begin in Gilgal. Gilgal was a very significant place. I beg of you. I will just give you the if you like, the address that you can go and read it because it's a lot of reading. If I stay here, we'll need a whole week to finish. <laughs> Amen? But the first thing I want to say to you is that Gilgal was a place of sacrifice. If you remember, after all the uh, old generation of the children of Israel were dead and it was time to cross over, the Lord told Joshua that don't cross over until you circumcise them. And that was in Gilgal. And so, in, your, in, in this picture of somebody trying to follow his father, you come to a point where there is a place of sacrifice. And there is a place of pain. Many of us lose it right there. The sacrifice can be as simple a sacrifice as waiting for him. 
Hey, me, I'm going to work tomorrow. I have children. I didn't mention your name, oh. Did I mention your name? Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll come back later because the way it, you see, you have shifted. You are looking for something. The something you are looking for requires a sacrifice. And many of us lose it right there. Without the sacrificing, there is no picking of anything. Hey, the room has become very serious already. Oh, Lord Jesus. Amen. What was Gilgal? Circumcision. What is circumcision? Painful cutting away of something belonging to you without anesthesia at the time. A stone. No blade. Blade for Ankaya. Yeah. Sharp stone. Some people were adults already. When you are younger, it's smoother, easier. But Charlie, an adult catch you, held you down, holding your thing. What if they make a mistake? What if they make a mistake? Hey! It's not easy. When they finish, for the next how many days? How are you going to walk? I don't know how. Hey, for the next few days. If you're a married man, cry, you'll be wondering whether the thing will even work again. Hey! It's very serious. Very, 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 very serious. You see. And I'm taking my time. I'm not trying to be obscene. But I want you to see that depending on what you are looking for, there are dimensions of sacrifice. And until you are ready to go with that sacrifice, and until you are ready to pay that price, there ain't no anointing following you. Some of you, when you want to go to your father, he has to pay for you to come. Hmm. You are going. You want to follow. Find your money and go. Hey, my pastor, you know, I don't, listen, the excuses are enough. The excuses are enough. Amen. Amen. Oh, if there's car, I'll go. If there's no car, I won't go. That's why your head is dry. It's a sacrifice. <laughs> is there a bus? There's no bus. And you want the bus free too. There's none. Hey. <laughs> for as long as you are looking for free things, because it is God who made it such that for anything that you want, there's sacrifice. Are you a stranger to the story of Abraham and Isaac? Are you a stranger to the different sacrifices that people had to pay for what they wanted in the Bible? Hannah wanted a child. She didn't get the child until she promised God that when I get him, I relinquish him. Hey. But we, dear, we want everything to go along. Our sleep should go along. We want everything, sacrifice, nothing. As soon as we have to sacrifice, we have something to say. A lot of things. Hey, mental health. <laughs> one man you have married. One man you have married, you can't pay the price again. One child you have born. One day I called my, my uh, lady, Reverend. I said, lady, Reverend, 
I think it is lizard we born know because this one that I'm talking to and all the things she's saying, I think we didn't have children. Because I was talking to a lady who, anointed lady, this is the next step that you have to take. I'm saying your children's. As if me that I'm speaking to you, it is lizard that I had and not children. Agama <laughs> lizard. I'm talking to somebody tonight, oh. What do you want? There's a price to it. There's a price to it. And the price of the anointing is the same. It doesn't change. You want that thing, you will pay. You will pay. We have all cried before. But when people are crying, they are leaving their children to go and take you and job. That one, they think they're crying is okay. But when they have to lead those same children to go and serve God, suddenly in this church, they don't understand things. The pastors are very wicked. They don't understand. Why is it like that? You see, because they are with their family, they are very comfortable. Do you know the price we paid before we got where we got? Hey, you are very quiet now. Oh, yeah. I remember times in my life when I've cried over my children. Oh, yeah. I've cried because I know I should stay. But I knew that duty called and I had to go. Oh, yeah. The day my first son, we had agreed. Oh, from he now he was called, we knew. We knew that he was going on missions. There was no secret about it. I was sitting in a meeting. It was not a meeting. It was a, an exam room, doing oral exams at um, Anakazu. And then, I don't know, I put my phone on the table. It was a panel. Student, you come and we fire your questions and you go. <laughs> the student was sitting there. And then I just saw a message come on my phone. And my husband had put on the family page. Nikki and Francine, their tickets, this date, this flight. All of a sudden, I started cracking up right there. I got up from the table. I'm coming. I went to the washroom. And when I got to the washroom... Please, oh, it wasn't this kind of, you know, ladylike tears, oh. <laughs> Look, after a while, I said, Lord, please let there be nobody outside there because if there's somebody outside, there'll be drama here right now. And I began to wail in that bathroom. When I finished, I came back to the place and I sat down, cleaned my eyes. They were, they, they had finished with the student. They were just going to call the next one. And I realized that the tears were coming again. And I asked the chairman, I said, please wait. And the tears were just coming. Now they are in, it's in public. Five other men's, men. God being so good, they had all been missionaries before. And then I just said to them that my sons take it. And they understood. And they just consoled me. In my heart, I knew that they're going, you must go. You have to go. I've given my consent. But at the end of the day, I'm still a mom. I'm still a mom. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about sacrifice? When I was going, they were going to have our first grandchild. I was sitting in the front seat. Bishop Black was walking up and down preaching. And I was holding my phone because as I came into the meeting, my son had texted, Francine is in labor. And then I saw before I sat down, he said, but the taxi that we have taken, it has broken down. So as I was sitting there, I'm sitting there, my father is preaching, I couldn't even hear. I'm like, hey, already this town that we are in, so I texted, have you got another taxi? Yes, we've got another taxi. We are on our way. 30 minutes later, this one too has broken down. <laughs> By this time, I didn't care whether my father could see that I was on my phone or I was not on my phone. I started to give instructions. Do this. Do... Hey. Hey. You say, 
you won't pay sacrifice. Be there. You don't know what you are contending for. That's why. My tears, they dried long time. Long ago. Nowadays, I also have a place to go. I call, happy baby. Hello, grandma. Hi, grandma. Yeah. You be sitting. Hey. The church is very quiet. You too. God has demanded. It's nothing strange. Oh. Everybody has their story. Everybody has their story. One by one. Tomorrow you can catch uh, Reverend his wife and ask him, you too, what's your story? They'll boss you where they cried. All of, ah, you have not cried before. Over this ministry. Hey. You have cried. Cried. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. My son says he's still crying. Charlie. <laughs> hey. It's not easy. Oh. But you see, that is it. It is worth it. They sat down there. They cut all their foreskins for how many days? Remember that some of them were 40 years old. Hey! Charlie, ask your neighbor, do you want it or you don't want? If you don't want, I think you shouldn't come tomorrow. So tomorrow, just accept. If those will come, it's okay. Hey! Because I'm talking about sacrifice, look at how you have become quiet. Church has become quiet. When we had finally become comfortable in Tamale, finally, finally, after all the struggle, Tamale, ah, Charlie, the buildings are there, the people are there. You could land in the middle of Tamale and say, We are looking for those people, those pastors, they'll bring you to our house. I didn't know what it was to queue anymore. You arrive in the bank, they know that it is, you right. Oh, life was now comfortable. One day, <laughs> have you considered, have you ever thought of Kumasi? My husband said no. Then he realized what they're asking. Please, I'm thinking now. I'm thinking. Hey! Transfer. Transfer. Transfer has come. I've thought. Right back to square one. Right back to square one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right back. I've thought. He said, I've thought. He said, yes, please. I've thought. I've thought. <laughs> Are you there? They ask you, go and start a bus center over here. Please, what do you call them? You know bus center, isn't it? Go and start a bus center. Oh, pastor, you see, because of my work, you see where I work, uh, it's too far. So I can't. Then what again? My landlady. And then what? Give me money for bus. You have delivered your children. I should look for money. Let me know. I hope you are hearing well. You... <laughs> you have delivered your children. I should find money for you to bring your children. Are we not all praying to the same God? Hey, the church is very quiet too. <laughs> hey, but you are the one who said I should go and start a bus center. You are, you are if I was in my church, I'd have told them you're an, an idiot. You're an idiot. The difference between a Basenta leader and a Basenta leader is the difference between the one who is ready to pray for their children to come and the one who wants someone to bring them. Complete difference. Hey. Yay. Please sit down. Sit down. Sit down. 
I'm talking about Gilgal. Ah. Oh, Joshua, I see that your fever was going. Take us back there. He gave me some scriptures. Joshua made sharp knives and circumcised the children of Israel at the hill of the foreskins. Amen. Oh, man. And this is the cause why Joshua did circumcise. All the people that came out of Egypt that were males, even all the men of war, died in the wilderness. Verse 5. Now all that came out were circumcised. Oh, my God. But those who had been born in the wilderness, they had not been circumcised. So before they could follow, hey, my God, the children walked 40 years in the wilderness, meaning some of the men were 40 years old. You are 40, they are now coming to cut things. Hmm. Are you there? And it was a sacrifice that they had to pay for the land that they wanted. That's what God had said. God is requiring a sacrifice of you. When you come to church and you come and you do one or two things and you go back and then you have to study or you have to do some work, you have to catch up on some report. It's just part of your sacrifice that you are paying. It's just part of it. Nobody has done you any ill. And you will notice that the churches in which there's no sacrifice, there's also no power and there's also no fruitfulness. No power, no fruitfulness. Oh yes. Gilgal was the place of sacrifice. But it was not only that. Mm. Go to Joshua chapter 5. Let me show you something again about Gilgal. Now, throughout the time when they had been walking in uh, the desert, the Lord had fed them every day with manna. It was food that they didn't have to sweat for. It was guaranteed it would come. In fact, they got so comfortable, they began even to complain. We are tired of this mana bread, mana banku, mana, mana fufu, mana, 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 mana. We are tired about this mana. Gilgal was the place where the mana ceased. Joshua chapter 5, take us to verse 10. The children of Israel encamped in Gilgal and kept the Passover. And then in verse 12, it says, and the manna ceased. So that was their last Passover. And after they ate the Passover, the manna ceased. What does it mean? There is a time in your life when things will be done for you. There's a time when you will be carried. There's a time when every prayer you pray, God will answer it. There's a time when life is good. But a time comes in your life as a believer when all of a sudden the manna ceases. And now you will work. Look at it. Take us to verse, the next verse. Let me see. No, verse 12. It was in verse 12. And the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten the old corn of the land. Neither had the children of Israel manna anymore, but they did eat the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. You will now work for it. You will now work for it. It is part. Tell your neighbor, it is part. It is part. There's a time when your father will even give you everything, but you will get to a point where, Charlie, right now, Reverend said, you must now work for your... <laughs> are you in the house it's part of your growing up we cannot be giving you free food every day 
even God got tired. After 40 years, even God stopped. Your pastor is not God. <laughs> you see, this point I am on, this is the falling away point for many. This is the falling away point for many. We have come to a point where we tell somebody that, listen, you have been out in the mission field. We agree that we are so, so, I mean, supporting you for this period of time. And now, either you find a job or your congregation must be taking care of you. You say, hey, you don't understand. Hey. You are angry. You are leaving the church. Then you should not have been with us at all in the beginning. Yay, Charlie. Hey. The life has become very quiet. Oh, hey. My, 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 my. Eh? I've met pastors. They say that, oh, somebody must bring you drum, chintai, that's guitar. <laughs> and you want lead and bass too. <laughs> Stage lights. <laughs> and what? You have a preference. You want, you want a certain class of, uh, a certain price of piano. Listen, the manner has ceased. The manner has ceased. <laughs> you know, as I'm preaching, I'm also giving some people a very nice message that I'm enjoying. The manner has ceased. <laughs> because if you don't cease, you see, what I'm sharing with you, even in the natural, it must happen. Even in the natural. One of my people is finishing school this year and just as he finished, his father said to him, I've given you your last alawa. The boy, look, the guy was dying. Texted me, it's like, it's like, this unreasonable man. I mean, how? How? I mean, how? Service is only uh, uh, this amount, at least for this year, he should uh, 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 pay the accommodation and Mm -hmm. there should be a one year transition so that and then I said to him, I asked him, I said listen, when you are in school did your father take care of you? he said he took very good care of me he said did he give me, did he give you an allowance? he said oh, very good allowance, in fact he increased it to thousand cities at a yeah, at a point catch away, catch any papa say what you are bringing, it's not enough the father increased it to thousand some people salary some people with children their salary you on your own so now the man has come to the point where hallelujah praise the lord where your school and also bsc horns two horns then they are going to give you at least a national service so something will be coming i'm done she said hey I've not heard some before. It's not possible. I'm not talking to my father. I'm upset. Oh, yeah. 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 Mental health. Mental health. What's the problem? It's mental health. Hey! Then I said to him, I said, listen, your father knows he has done his best. Now he expects you to be a man. I said, that's what you don't recognize. And then he said, I am not talking. I said, you will talk to your father. He said, call your father. And when you call, ask for nothing. Just say hello. Just greet. 
and show that, oh, oh, I'm doing all right. Because at that time, school was still just ending. I tell you, the boy called his father. Daddy, I was just calling to say hello, to check up on you. How are you? Oh, hey, you have done well. You have done well. Okay, okay. I think the father has made the accommodation or something. It's okay, okay. Let me sort out accommodation. At least give you a place to say it will work. Yeah. When it was a foolish boy. You only foolish boy. You should have continued in your silence. Foolish boy. <laughs> Are you here? A time comes. Manna must cease. Because if manna does not cease, you also not grow up. We won't grow. Also, the few will keep eating. Eating and eating and eating. And nothing can be done for those who are now coming. The manna ceased. Gilgal, the place of sacrifice and the place where the manna ceases. You want to follow your father, you want to inherit your father's anointing, those two places you must pass there. You must pay the price that is required of you and you must now set up like a man or a woman and carry your responsibility whether it is the responsibility of being a basenta leader and bringing your people or it is the, the, the responsibility of beginning to, 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 to what? The building has been done for you. You now have to finish. Or, I don't know what your system is. But very often we do to a point and then we have given you a shelter. We have given you shelter. We have given you a place. Now, continue. Continue. And say, hey, when you are building the place, did you not know that we will need chairs? <laughs> if you knew that you won't give us chairs, you should have built when you hear them when a small child is speaking a small child how am I talking to some people tonight are you a hard follower of the anointing or not hard follower yeah hard follower and you see you may think that you will drown but you will not drown you will not drown am I talking to some people tonight you will not drown. Yeah. As my father, he practices it regularly. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, the house will go down. Too many people chewing, too little fans. That's why many churches cannot build, though. It's not that they don't know that they have to build, it is that they're eating. You pay the choir or you buy them refreshment because they have to stay over time. You pay the instrumentalist, you pay the ashes. I don't know who else they don't pay in the place. And at the end of the day, there's nothing to build with. And the entire church goes down. Mm. Uh, please, can we go to Bethel? Hey, my time is up. Oh. Oh. <laughs> hey. Hey. It coincides with what's on my iPad. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do just Bethel. Then we'll finish up tomorrow. <laughs> Verse 2. Hmm. Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said to him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. Now, remember that these two men eventually were going to have to go to the Jordan. And yet here they were, going from Gilgal to Bethel, actually going away from their, 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 their place that they wanted to go. Now, Bethel is a place 
that you will go to. Sometimes people think that, oh, on my way in ministry is a straight line. It's not a straight line. And there are times when you go to a place that is not where you want to be. You have been dreaming that you are going to be an anointed man of God. Preaching to hundreds of people. And when you come, then your father says, go and look after the children. Yeah. Doesn't look at all like what you were. I mean, what's the connection between looking after some noisy, 25 noisy children? Are you here? And becoming a preacher of worthy, <laughs> worthy men and women. And if you are with a suit and lapel mic, and then Charlie, that's you, and the anointing is exuding. And if you are like Bishop Okobotaeduku, who was for many years the youth pastor of our children, when Bishop sent him there, the children made a pact. We're going to see how long this one too lasts. And he said they were devils. <laughs> So not only had he been sent in the opposite direction, but the children too. They actually used to promise themselves that no teacher will last. <laughs> Are you in the church? However, Bethel also stood for many, many interesting things. Let me give you a few of them. The first one is that it was the place of visions and dreams. If you remember, in Genesis 28, it was in Bethel that Jacob had his dream. Your reference is Genesis 28, 10 to 19, and you can be sure I'm not reading it tonight. <laughs> but I'm sure you know the story. He was on his way to his uncle's place. Night had fallen, and he went to sleep. And as he slept... The Bible says that he had a vision and the heavens opened and he saw the Son of Man up there and, God, and the angels of God were going and coming, ascending and descending. And the Bible says that the following morning he woke up and said that, hey. And in fact, God spoke to him and assured him that gave him the same promise he had given to his fathers. Remember I told you God worked in families. And he told him the same thing. I'll be with you. I'll keep you where you go. I'll bring you again to this land. I won't leave you until what I've spoken, I have done it. And when he woke up, he said, surely the Lord was in this place and I knew it not. If you will allow yourself to be sent in that direction that you didn't plan to go, which looks like a direction away from what you want, you will really see that God will bless you. Because right at that point, something seems to happen to your spiritual life. Amen? You begin here, he was. He'd had his, what we know is that this was probably his first vision that he was having and God had spoken directly to him. Some of us, we've been looking for God to talk to us directly for how long? We have not seen it. Are you there? So it was also the place where not only did he have this vision, but he also encountered God personally. Hallelujah. In other words, you may be doing many things right now because your father believes in them. But you must come to a place where you have your own belief in it. Amen. You are the one now sitting in your basenta and you decide that you are going to pray and you lay the hands on that person who said he's not well. It's no longer just your father believing, but you are now having your own experience with the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Oh, I said hallelujah. I think I like Bethel. Or what do you think? Yeah. It may look funny, but you'll be very happy when you get there. I still remember the day my father told me to go and work with the books. I, was, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I knew that there were people who had made a ministry out of the books, but it was number one was not my ambition. I liked reading the books, but there ended my ministry with the books, not working with it that this is my life. I mean, how? How? But we've been blessed. The books have taken us to places we never dreamt we would go. Are you in the church? We have had our own encounters. We built up our own stories. Amen? Listen, the stories that you have, they're the stories that, that, that make you. Oh, amen, eh? Oh, you are very quiet tonight, oh. Minimusao. Yeah. Yeah. They are your own encounters, cry. Hey, and we had the stories, so. oh. One time we went to a place around Sunyani. At that time, the books had not been packaged like this, but they were still a lot. And we went to see a certain pastor. The pastor waited for us to do all the introduction of the, all the books. Oh. Now we can start like 30 minutes. Oh, okay. Oh, when they ended here. Are you there? <laughs> uh, the story spa. My goodness. I mean, you could have just said, oh, it's there. I mean, but he sat down. Oh, welcome, us. Charlie. Receive the whole message. Oh, Charlie. <laughs> are you in the church or you have traveled? Today I got a, a, a text from some pastor in India asking me for 25 macarios free of charge. Meanwhile, India is like a continent. Where the books are, to get it from there, he is in a town. If you are going to do road journey, then maybe it's almost 20 hours from where the books are to where he's asking me to bring the books. Free. Should I say, in Frama, they will come like Elijah. I I don't know. Free. 25. So when he was waiting now, he wasn't hearing from us. He came down, and where they are is on a mountain, 2,250 kilometers above sea sea level. Kwewu is 600. Uh We went to that place. When you get there, your head, because the air is thin. There. We should send you the books there. Free. Hey. <laughs> it's all part of our story, oh. Hey, otherwise, ask your neighbor, otherwise, what will you boss? What boss did you have? Look, some of you, you, you don't have any boss. In fact, hey, tell your neighbor a story right now from your life. You see that some people with nothing. As a ministry-related story, something that you were doing. Wow, you are just smiling at me. You are just smiling at me. And the reason is because there's no Bethel in your life. You have not passed through Bethel. You have not gone through a place 
You have not passed where there's a vision, there's a dream. You have not had your own encounter yourself with God. That's why you are just there. That's why you are just there. When you go through your Bethel, ah, are you in the church? Today, this is my son. Today is Nikki's day. I don't know why I've mentioned him like three times in my preaching. Today, he called me. We're chatting on the phone. And then he said, hey, he has a story to tell you. Because he's building. So the income of the church is very important. Hmm. He had this major doctor and his wife in the church. He said, in fact, at a point, when he's taking the offering, you know how we'll stand with the offering and say, eh, if you have 100 CDs. He said, Charlie, the way they'll do their face cry, his confidence cries will even hold the basket cries some way. Then they'll do like they are not coming, they are coming. Oh. Then they said, what? <laughs> anyway, they said they are going on a holiday and come. So they went to shop the holiday and come. And my son went to visit. And the man said, Pastor, we are coming on Sunday. Please, when I come, can I tell a testimony? Hey. What testimony is this man going to say? But he said, okay. Then the man said, I have to tell this testimony. The man took the microphone. Do you want to know his testimony? Yeah. Hmm. The man said that this testimony is coming to, to share. It's because of something that happened to him and his wife. And that since they joined the church, they have not been giving God his due. Then they said they are going on holiday. And he said that his wife had done some work and gotten some money. <laughs> and he said the bag in which the money was was stolen on the journey. They continued on their journey. The car that they were driving, which hitherto had no problem, developed a fault. Just like that. They got somebody to repair the car. The person repaired and he got another fault. <laughs> so when they finally showed them the person who can repair, when they went to the person, the person said, I don't have time to do this today. So the car, he said, <laughs> came to his wife, he said, look. Then he said something he had done. He had gone on something or other. They were supposed to refund his travel, and so forth. He went to claim the thing. I mean, I have come. So you've seen that I'm there. Obviously, I didn't come on in front of me. Where is the receipt? I see one G receipt. In tea. <laughs> he said to his wife, something they talk. So, <laughs> then he said, we, are, we have stolen God's money. We have taken God's money. Yes. Said so today, if he has come to give a testimony, it is that they have suffered for God's money that they have taken. <laughs> but they have decided never to do it again. So from now, they are paying. Is it not a story? It's a nice story for a young man. I say you should tell your neighbor your story. You were looking. Because Bethel, you didn't go. As tell your neighbor your better story, you see that you are there. Because for my son, my son was like, he was saying that he was in awe of God. 
because he felt that this man, what would I ever say that would have changed his mind? How will I, the person is older than I am, the person is more established, how could I, you know, the kind of intimidating situation. Oh, he felt like Charlie God has backed him up. Yeah. Where is your story? I'm closing. I want you to tell your neighbor one story as I'm closing on Bethel. Hey, you see how some people have stories, some people don't have stories. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are the stories working? Oh, yes. Tell your neighbor, from today, I will go through Gilgal, I will not complain. I will continue through Bethel, I will not complain. Because I know what I want. I know him who I have followed. I know what I want. Stand to your feet. Tomorrow, we will try and conclude. Oh, hallelujah. Tonight, you want to just lift up your hands to the Lord. You want to just pray for a few minutes. There are some of us, we've been complaining we didn't know that we were in Gilgal. We didn't know that we were in a certain phase of our ministry. I want you to talk to the Lord for a few minutes. For a few minutes, just talk to him. For a few minutes, talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Gently talk to the Lord. Gently talk to the Lord. Say, Lord, now I understand. Oh, it's not that you've left me. You have not left me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that on the road to my fruitfulness, on the road to my fruitfulness, these are things that you have ordained. I embrace them. Hello, hello. I will follow. Through Gilgal, I will follow. Through Bethel, I will follow. Talk to the Lord tonight. Talk to him. Ay, 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 ay. Shiba Sandala Mama. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Mandala Baba Baba. Mandala Baba Sindeleanda. Oh, lift your hands to the Lord tonight and ask for grace, 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 grace. Oh, ask for grace. Ask for grace, 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 grace. Ask for grace. Raba Baba Bandala Mama. Oh, oh yes. Ask for grace. Oh yes. Oh, talk to him for a few minutes tonight. Talk to him for, for a few minutes tonight. My Sandala Baba. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. You just want to lift up your hands tonight. Some people you've recognized that you are in 
You can see it. You've recognized that you are in Gilgal. You've recognized that you are in Bethel. Just lift up your two hands tonight and say, Lord, let your grace be sufficient. Let your grace be sufficient for me. Let your grace be sufficient. Forgive me for the times I complained I didn't understand. But Lord, tonight I understand. I thank you for this path that you have placed me on. I will not complain again. Oh Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Let your grace be enough. Let your grace be enough. Oh yes, let your grace be enough. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Oh yes. Oh Jesus. He is always there. Tonight, encounters. Some of us will have our encounters tonight. Encounters are beginning. Encounters are beginning. Oh, yes. Encounters are beginning. Encounters are beginning. Encounters are beginning. Oh, Jesus. Oh Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh I love you, Lord. Remind yourself tonight. Oh my days, I've been held in your hands. He's still holding you in Gilgal. That I wake up until I lay my head. I will sing of the goodness of God. Oh, yes. I want you to sing it as if you mean it tonight. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am there, I will sing of the goodness. Now, it's the second verse that I need us to I love your voice. Oh, yes. You have led me through the fire in the darkest night. You were close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. I have lived in the goodness of God. Oh, come and sing it. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been, been so, so
goodness of God. Oh my life, oh my life, you have been faithful. Oh tonight for the Lord. Put your hands together for the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Put your hands together for the one who is, the one who was, the one who is to come. Put your hands together for the one who is with you in Gilgal, for the one who is with you in Bethel. Put your hands together. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Father, we're grateful. Give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. Thank you. Tonight, I pray for each one who is in Gilgal. The grace to sacrifice. Let it be with us. Lord, I pray for that one who is at the place where the manna has stopped. Father, give us grace to continue to believe you and to move higher, oh God. I pray for those in Bethel, oh God. I pray for those who, even in Gilgal, they were circumcised and now they have moved on to Bethel. I pray for encounters, oh God, with you. That, Lord, we'll begin to believe you for ourselves. We will believe the God of our fathers for ourselves. I thank you for every encounter. I thank you that you are true. To you be all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. And everyone shall say, Amen and Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. 